0: It spoke to me, it spoke to me.
1: What did it say? It
0: spoke to me. Go for
1: joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter
0: Death's waiting room if you dare. Welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul,
1: and hey guys, it's Terry here.
0: And I hope you enjoyed our conversation, uh, kicking off season two of the '80s iteration of The Twilight Zone, talking about the Once and Future King. Um, but yeah, we're we're now back into um, the, the '80s Twilight Zone, season two, uh, uh, episode one, segment B: A Saucer of Loneliness. Um, yeah. Before we get into that, though, um, just let people know: uh, Welcome to the show. Welcome to Strange Highways. This is a, this is an anthology-based podcast. Uh, we mainly focus on the twilight zone. We've covered the original series. We covered both seasons of the Jordan Peele produce series. Yeah. And now we're into season two of the '80s iteration. It has been, um, but what the, the, the grateful dead, it's been a long, strange journey, right? Even though I know they do the intro music to this version of the twilight zone. Um, I will, I, I'm going to emphasize long, not so much strange. It's been a long journey so far.
1: Yeah, to this point, yeah. Uh, there, was, there was quite a bit to get to the season two uh, yeah. part of all this. Yeah, I mean, but, we, um, we
0: did our detours, right? But, like, even – I, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, um, you know, I know you and I had our, our differences of opinion about the previous segment. Um, I almost feel like like the powers that be, are they are they laughing at me? Are they mocking me when it comes to, like, oh, you got through the first season? <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. Like, I just yeah. – Dear Lord,
1: (laughs) Like Rod Serling is like, (laughs) like laughing down at you. He's like, yeah, look at all the producer problems. He's he's
0: just, he's just smoking cigarettes (laughs) and stubbing them out of my head. Like, you know, like, uh, or, or on my forearm, because you know, like, like, what was it? Like the breakfast club, like it's Christmas in the Binder
1: household. (laughs) You know, whatever. This (laughs) is what you get for spilling paint in the garage. (laughs) This is
0: what you get for watching season two of the eighties twilight zone. You know, like. Oh yeah. boy! Um, yeah, um, I know we mm, always talk. The, yeah the great taste of
1: Oasis cigarettes. Oh, mm. Oasis
0: cigarettes. Yes, thank you. Wonderful callback. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just. Uh, Whoo! Um, so we always talk about pulling the ripcord on some segments in terms of like you know what we're talking about. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just you know I'm going to tease it. <laughs> like, is, is there some bits and pieces here I think are worthy of talking about? Maybe. But let's get through the cast of crew, and then I'll let you know if I want to um, maybe just, you know, while we're driving at full speed, try to jump out of a car and roll away off to the side for the, you know, for what's best. So, um, yeah, let's just get into the Saucer Loneliness Season 2 Episode 1 Segment B. Who did what here?
1: All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, I know it's, uh, hopefully if you guys have been keeping track, uh, it's, it might be interesting here, but uh, oh, no. yeah, so we I- literally,
0: we literally talked about everything else for an hour before we started recording, including like what I think 20, 20, 25 minutes of fantasy football talk. Uh, yeah. So people like we, you could tell, you could always kind of tell like meaning between like Terry and I, where we're at with something, depending upon how long the conversation is before we start recording. And it was a pretty long conversation <laughs> before we start recording. So yeah. could, please continue
1: yeah so our a writer well i'll go i'll start off actually with our director here. i'm sorry uh john d hancock uh this is the fifth of five episodes that he had directed for the the series itself um he had also done the library uh profile and silver if she dies and kentucky rye yeah so Um, we are not really all too divided on any of those. Um, I think we kind of aligned on like, which was good and which wasn't, Mm -hmm. you could probably go back to one of those episodes and really see what we feel about it. I I, I would
0: say at this point, before we talk about this one, it's Kentucky rye profile and silver, the library. And if she dies in that order, I think that's where we're at with that. I think that's fair. Right. Yeah. And then this one, Uh, yeah. to
1: Really like understand our feelings and like, our, like our sentiments about like, or like where we aligned in that? Like, I think that, you know, we had great discussion, especially about Kentucky, right? I, that, I actually, that, that, I, that's I a good really segment. It, it's
0: one. a good segment and profile silver was a great idea, which I feel like that mirrors our talk kind of like in terms of the time travel aspect that we've talked about in the last segment,
1: mm-hmm. which I
0: forgot to mention profile silver, but they are of a piece, right? So like, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, we, we got in a pretty good sample size of our director and I'll say yeah. that he's had one and a half really good segments.
1: Yeah. So we salute you, Mr. Hancock. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah and, the, and and thank you for the, uh, was it um, the declaration of independence or whatever it was? Yeah. The constitution. <laughs> thank you, sir. No,
1: that was Herbie. Okay. Her-
0: yeah, it's, it's Herbie Hancock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, I will never get tired of that joke. Okay? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please continue. I love that. Joke as well. we have uh, yeah. two writing credits on, uh, credits on this. Um uh, so we have the story is originally credited towards uh Theodore uh, Sturgeon. Yes. yes. I think it's pronounced Sturgeon. Um but he had also done one other episode that we had covered in the past. It was a, a Matter of Minutes. Yeah. Um, the, the dude had done the original like short story of this which I oh. did uh, listen to uh, today.
0: I did not, I, I meant to get to it. Um, so yeah, Sturgeon, he actually passed away in 85. So this, this segment's actually dedicated to him. Um, and the fact that this is his second credit for the twilight zone and it was made after his passing. Cause a matter of minutes, uh, like, like it was, it was fun. It wasn't great, but we had fun with it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll... You know, because you remember it was the couple that woke up and they got out of time and whatever. Like, everything was... Like, we had them... Yeah, it was like, a yeah. really interesting was, way. Yeah, it, it was that. the Langoliers before the Langoliers. We talked about that, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we have him. And then... Um, but then the teleplay. Can I, can I talk about this for a second? Because um, I have... Please my, do, yeah. Yeah. It's by uh, Dar- uh, David Gerald, who also did the tele- teleplay for a day in Beaumont. So, I have... I have my problems already. Uh, oh, you're trying it.
1: to square up with this dude. If he's willing to fight, you would, <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not saying I'd win. Cause I'm a potato man. He'd probably easily take me out. Don't get me wrong. But he well, also, I think he
1: probably started to bulk up after he did he started. To bulk that, he was, up
0: that wasn't good. A day, a day in bulk mod. <laughs> he's just like, I gotta get those gains. The <laughs> saucer of protein, you know, like, you know, like whatever. Um, no, it just, uh, it just like, like, Oh, really David? You're like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna write two teleplays for the '80s or of *The Twilight Zone*, and I don't know if you put it in the notes, but I think you did. Like, can you please make the shittiest UFO that you've ever seen in both of these episodes? That's my calling card. Please and thank you.
1: I, I'm just thinking that maybe Keratop did the same thing. So, like, so I, yeah. Uh, David, David Gerald is probably just like ripped the shit. Like he's <laughs> <Yeah>. ready. <laughs> he's like, like, ready to go. Like
0: just, he's like, Oh, what, what, what's his name from, um, Oh, from avatar. And don't breathe like that. Uh, what's the name of that actor that's older now that looks like just ripped, you know, <laughs> like, like JK Simmons later on where you're like, Oh my God, why are you so, why are you so yoked? Right. Like, uh, like,
1: you know, like, um, he's just waiting for somebody to call him out about something that he was in. He's like, you want to do this right now? Like, let's go, dude. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like, um,
0: Oh, let's see here. Uh, Steven, was it, uh, Steven Lang? (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to call this guy. I'm like, yeah, you want to fight me? And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to just get the shit beat out of me in a parking lot somewhere and be like, your UFO sucks. He like like, to
1: Chromagogia yeah. <laughs> yeah. for that moment. He's
0: going to be like, yeah, yeah, say that with a mouth without teeth. I'll be like, your UFO <laughs> sucked as I'm spitting blood out. Like, it's going to be
1: like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right. <sighs> but <sighs> but all right. Yeah. I'm continue, glad please. that you were able to talk a little bit more in depth about <laughs> the involvement because uh, I didn't want to. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Anyway, cause, cause we all, we, I think like you, myself and Richard, when we did our review of season one, I, I think a day in Beaumont was up there, right? That was a very challenging and frustrating segment. Um, yeah, yeah anyway, the yeah, was, shitty UFOs we'll, for, we'll,
1: for, for life. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be the end of that discussion. But yeah. So our cast we'll get into here. Yes. Um, uh, a familiar face. Um, we get into, uh, our lead here. It's, uh, Shelley, uh, Duvall. She plays Margaret. She was in Annie Hall. She was also in the uh, the <laughs> live action version of Popeye, yeah, yeah, which we will mention again here in a bit. Yeah, we will. So, so yeah. So with that, so Robert
0: Altman, um, who directed Popeye later, uh, she actually her breakthrough came with uh, the film Nashville, which I've not seen but I've heard. Like, it's a long film, but I've heard it's a really good
1: film. I know uh, there was a show, so apparently that has nothing to do with No, that. no,
0: no. It's not. It's, yeah, I mean, there's also a team full of predators. Like I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, no. but there, there's a show that has nothing to do. Like It's called Nashville, but it's not related to the film Nashville. Um, and then okay. she earned widespread acclaim with uh, the drama Three Women, also directed by Robert Altman. And then she uh, won the Cannes Film Festival Award for Best Actress. Earned nomination from the Bush Academy Film Award for Best Actress in a leading role. So yeah, she actually had a lot of acclaim, right? And then that same year, uh, she uh was in Woody Allen's uh, Annie Hall, which you mentioned, hosted Saturday yeah. Live in '77, and then did The Shining. Um, which where we'll she about.
1: won the Silver Slugger Award. Um <laughs> Silver
0: Slugger Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got the bat. <laughs> Wendy got the bat, and then she would go on to do Popeye. But uh, so so here's the thing. So Shelley Duvall, we're we're making light of this. Uh, I think Kubrick broke her in a lot of ways. I believe so too. And it is it's horrific how she's
1: still acting too. Well, she she is. We'll talk about that in a second. Come out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about
0: that in a second because she went away for a while, right? So yeah. So when she was Wendy Torrance in The Shining, uh, Kubrick, uh, what was it? Uh, Jack Nicholson said in a two thousand one documentary, Stanley Kubrick: A Life in Pictures, that Kubrick was great to work with, but he was a different director with Duvall. Okay. Yes. Because of Kubrick's methodical uh, nature, principal photography took a year to complete. The film script was changed so often that Nicholson stopped reading each draft. That sounds like what, something he would do. Kubrick antagonized his actors and Kubrick and Duvall argued frequently. Kubrick intentionally isolated Duvall and went through exhausting shoots, such as the baseball bat scene, which she performed 127 times. Um, Afterwards, Duvall presented Kubrick with clumps of her hair that had fallen out due to extreme stress due to film. Oh, my God. For the last nine months of shooting, she said, the role required her to cry 12 hours a day, five or six days a week, and it was so difficult being hysterical for a length of time. Yeah, I think that film broke her, right? So then...
1: I think that's like the same uh, kind of sentiment we have about freaking, too. It's mm -hmm. like... And like what he did to Linda Blair, especially. Or
0: anybody he ever ran into. Let's just be honest, right? Yeah. So after a 20-year absence, this is what you're talking about. It was announced in October 2022 that Duvall would be returning to acting in an independent film called The Forest Hills. Um, it was a horror thriller film uh, written and directed by Scott Goldberg and co-starring Edward Furlong. You know, he's he's uh, completely you know, yeah, put-together yeah, guy now. Uh, no problem. No, no, Somebody else that wasn't chewed up and put away by the system. Uh, and then uh, Dee Wallace was a well. So, so the whole thing was also previous to this. A couple years before, uh, Doctor Phil did an interview with Duvall where she seemed like she was um, not aware of her surroundings, and he was taking advantage of her. And people eventually talked to her about it. She's like, "Yeah, I like." Basically, she accused Doctor Phil, who is an asshole, but like, look it up. This guy's an asshole for taking the most controversial bits and like putting them out of context and showing her as like unmoored, um, which is like upsetting because it's all about him getting ratings. Right. Uh, it sounds like, you know, she walked away and needed time off and she was taken advantage of because of Dr. Phil, but people were worried with her signing on for this, this newer film that came out. Um, I will say this regardless of her performance, that that's not the point. People wanted to make sure that she was doing it because like she wanted to and she was of sound mind and body. And from all from from all things I've read, she knew what she was doing and understood. Like it wasn't like she was being taken advantage of. She wanted to do it. So good on her, right? But you want to talk about a leading lady that has, has a very unique look. People have described her as being born to be olive oil in the Altman Popeye film. That makes sense, right? She has that frame and she has that kind of the way she carries herself. Um, I just think that she's one of those people that like, she never wanted to be an actor. She was a model, but Altman kind of convinced her to do these things. Then she was set on a different path that she was never, ever comfortable with. Um, And it's hate to say this. Her instincts were probably right about like what happened eventually.
1: Right, no, I, I just the, the the path that she got put down initially from yeah. some of those earlier experiences, and that like dealing with kind of compromised directors. uh Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand. Like, I don't. I don't, it, I don't think Alman
0: ever. I don't think he ever treated her badly. I don't. I don't get the vibe that he mistreated her. Right, um, but I do think that like others didn't handle her correctly. Kubrick, right. Kubrick was so method to a fault. I'm I'm not a Kubrick fan. I know that I'm like the one guy that's not a Kubrick person. I get it. Like, you know, your mileage may vary. I understand. Um, but, you know, and like Friedkin, we talked about him previously, like the same with Nightcrawlers. Um, I, you know, I am a much bigger. Uh, I appreciate The Exorcist probably a lot more than any like than any other Kubrick film. But again, I know I know I'm the asshole that's on the outside. I get it. But she didn't, as a human being, didn't deserve nobody. Like I understand, like um, like if you're trying to create a specific mood on set, right? Like, um, I what was it? Um, what was the story I heard about? Oh, was it uh, Doug Bradley? How he never showed up on the set? Like, actually, uh, what was it during the original Hellraiser? Like he only showed up on set in makeup. So when they did the rap party, nobody knew who he was. You know, like. Like you get that right. Like you get like there's this pur- there, there's a whole purposeful thing there. Like um um oh what was the like other guys
1: film? that are just being method and yeah a little, little bit to the point like
0: the like, like, because it's like also like um oh oh I'm trying to remember who else it was like I think even like um oh what was the film uh, uh the one with uh, Tom Hanks being the captain and he was taken over the ship was being taken over um they uh. they, they separated. the the two of them. So there was never like, you know, Captain Phillips. Yeah. Captain Phillips. Right. It was like, he, he, like you didn't want to have them like having an affinity for each other, like being, because Tom Hanks is the nicest guy in the world. So you know what I mean? Like, like you can't have them talking because you want to have that little bit of aloofness, right. That might even be the right film, but like, you don't understand. Like I get that, but like to the point of where you're forcing somebody physically to openly weep for hours every day, Kubrick, didn't you see what happened when Hitchcock was making The Birds? You took the wrong lessons from it,
1: you know. Yeah, like, yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I think I'm, glad, I'm actually I'm uh, I was going to say quickly though, but uh, I'm glad that you brought up the Forest Hills film um, because uh, one of the actresses that I will be meeting this weekend is in this film as well as Melissa Rose. Mm-hmm. So, so I did not know she was a part of this. So that's I'm I'm really excited to discuss this film with her. And possibly see it before I get to meet her Be, be able to beat her too.
0: Which film? I'm sorry. Which,
1: which uh, film. the Forest Hills, the the one you said that Shelley Duvall is in. I'm glad that you went okay. a little bit more yeah. in depth about that.
0: Oh yeah, the newest one. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm sorry, you're right. I was just like, Forest Hills. I'm like, there's no birds in that. There's probably birds. Anyway, so yes, yes. <laughs> so all right, so let's move on. We have uh, Richard Libertini as Beachman, which is the shittiest Stanley character ever made
1: yeah which uh he was in popeye uh as the well. live action yes. film as well so. yeah
0: but would it be like what's going on beach man anyway so yeah um, yeah
1: and then also um uh fletch and fletch lives yes <laughs> and then uh also lethal went lethal lethal weapon four so yeah all, right, now, uh, all about the same caliber of film um <laughs> well, yeah uh, right. then we'll have uh, we'll talk about here about nan Martin she mm. was uh, Margaret's mom uh, a complete dirtbag um, I'll put that aside <laughs> so character
0: second. not and Martin I'm, I'm sure she's a sweetheart yeah
1: no dirtbag as an act uh, well it, like as a character rather I'm mm. sorry um, but she was in the original Twilight Zone we've actually we talked, talked about, about her him. not yes. too long ago she
0: was in the segment if she dies was one of the worst goddamn segments of the first season uh, go back listen to that I, I may or may not have started a fart noise in that episode, Um, yes, and then even watching this episode, I'm like, "You deserve to be Freddie's mother, right?" From uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four, right? The Dream Child. Well, Not she thinking. was sorry. she said, was in uh,
1: the Incredible World of horse Ford.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she was in was she was in part five, right? She was the nun that was uh, Freddie's mother, right? And um, but she was in Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Was it Dream Warriors? As, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry. Yes. Anyway. yes. anyway, yes. Fart noise. Fart noise. Fart noise.
1: Nan Martin. We move on. So, yeah. Yes edith uh diaz is uh the religious woman that we see in this for a minute mm-hmm. um she was uh in born of, on the fourth of july she was also in sister act one and two there you so go. there's I mean, some fun there
0: playing it's type right being a religious woman and being in sister act one and two
1: yeah <laughs> yeah um but uh andrew mastiff is uh margaret's date in this um another, uh, Twilight Zone connection, uh, from the, uh, re- like '80s series. Um, ye gods garbage episode. Oh, was he? Um, okay.
0: If the, my God, I didn't even mention, I didn't even catch that. So yeah. Cause, um, I think I mean, that we've already probably talked about him three or four episodes of days of our lives. He was in a made for TV film called twilight man. Anyway.
1: Yes. Yeah. And also iron man three. So yeah, all the mans, all the, mans. um, are, uh, so we, next we have, uh, Mari Gorman Gorman. Uh, yeah. Gorman Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. Sorry. Uh, plays Jill. Uh, she was in 10. She was also in, Oh God book. Part two. Oh. And
0: <laughs> I have her in, um, was it the 74 version of the taking a Pell in one, two, three, which I need to watch. Cause I've heard that's actually a pretty cool film.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, is it, was it. Myna, uh, Myrna white, Myrna, Myrna, Myrna. Myrna. Yeah. Myrna white. She plays a psychiatrist in this. Uh, she was in an episode of the 80 series as well. Twilight zone examination day,
0: which I know that you liked that segment a great deal, which I did too. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was fun. And then she was also in free Jack, mm-hmm. which is fun.
0: <laughs> I, I love free Jack. It's a dub movie, but I love free Jack.
1: It's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's total cheesy 80 stuff. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, the next, Credit that I'll, I'll like I'll, I guess I'll list. uh I don't know how many more we want to go into. No, it's a little Michael a, Zand. It's a, yeah, it's a uh, little it's Clark. a little
0: dry here. Going forward, Michael Zand. Yes, what else?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many more you want to list off here, yes. man. Because it's like it can go for a while, but like I don't know how many of them really. Like, who do you have next here?
0: So you mentioned Michael Zand. Anything else from him or no? No, I didn't really list anything. So, nice, okay. So, so Brixton Keynes as boyfriend. Uh, I think he was the guy in the the, the beginning of the episode that uh, assaulted the one waitress. 22 episodes of Team Knight Rider, which was a spinoff of Knight Rider later. So, there you go. Which, I want to guess there's probably only 22 episodes of Team Knight Rider. Um, so, then um, we have uh, James Edward Thomas's Hank Charles, which for whatever reason, because I can't type right, it said Hank Chargles. Um, so I, I think that's a better name. Chuckles. Uh, he was a fisherman of stranger things. There you go. I mean, it's work, right. And that's all I have here that everything else was like nothing of note.
1: Uh, I mean, like we have like eight more cast members Mm -hmm. listed. And it's like, yeah, we, it's like, Really, it, we get into a point where it's like we're getting into the weeds because they don't really do anything for the storyline. There'll be, like, a guy in the well, bathroom, yeah, but background. Like, like, was it, like some, David Hayward. Some woman paying yeah. for her lunch.
0: Yeah, yeah. David Hayward was reporter number two, 75 TV credits. So, like, you know, like, there's people that have made a living, right? Like, you know, doing yeah. this. It's just... Doing a hell
1: of a lot better than me, I'm sure, too. Yeah, so no disrespect. I
0: only all. I only have two credits to my name on IMDb, so that's seventy-three more than myself. So yes. Um
1: more than yeah. I have. Uh, I,
0: I was I was loser number six. <laughs> you know, like what yeah, as you do.
1: So anyway. Um, I'm loser number one because apparently
0: <laughs> why, I didn't get Terry, on IMDb. Terry, so Terry, why do you have top billing over me? <laughs> but yeah,
1: so yeah, okay. so okay. this one's an oh, interesting story. Okay. Great, great.
0: Okay. So, all right. Uh, saucer of lonely- loneliness. I just, how, how, what about this? Idle hands make for an unproductive poop deck. I kind of want to pull the ripcord and just kind of do the, the broad strokes because there are emotional beats here. This segment pissed me off so much as well. Maybe Maybe I'm hard-hearted and maybe I'm the loneliest person in the world. But it is, I, it is, it is, it is that not just a swing and a miss. It's somehow did you swing and miss so hard that you broke the bat, swinging and missing on this? Like, tell you tell me.
1: Well, you know, and, and that's that's actually an interesting question because, like, I I didn't realize that this was such an old story too. Because all right, so we were talking about it briefly that uh, Theodore Sturgeon. Had done this uh, Sturgeon. Sorry, uh, a Sturgeon had written a story. You know, like probably thirty-five years before this came out, and I'm just like, maybe if it was done in a certain way, it would fit better in the original series. The way that it was presented to us, I just didn't feel any emotional attachment. Like I'm just saying, passable too. I'm just. Well, no, like, like I I, oh, I agree pass- with you. Like okay. if this
0: if this was done in the original series, and I'm not trying to hold that up in like any other high regard, but like we have this wonderful boardwalk. Do you remember, like, I think one of the first episodes that you and I did together was in praise of Pip, right? Like it right. was season three, episode one or so. And that was this boardwalk with Jack Klugman or whatever. Like we get this like wonderful, like California setting. And our character of Margaret, which I think is an interesting character, um, I think you could have done this. Like and done it in like a different staging and there, there's, there are bones in this story that are interesting to me. But what I'm saying is that like the execution and the handling are so botched that it is like, um, when we, when we first meet her being a waitress and like, she's sad because like the other waitress is getting groped by a date or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's weird. Um, and then and then her other her other co-workers like, yeah, walk me to the bus stop. And it's like and we get Margaret and she's like this lonely character. She's like, oh, I've always had these fantasies of like, you know, going on a date. It's like like that kind of loneliness is very relatable. Right. I would also argue um, what was it? Um, what was the segment last last season? What was it? Um, oh, to see. What was it? Um. Not to see the innocent man or whatever to, it, was. it
1: To see the invisible man. It
0: to see the invisible man. These are of a piece, right? And I think that that segment is also kind of flawed, but there's, there's that kind of internal loneliness. That one was forced upon our character in that segment. This is where we're already meeting somebody, right? Like, so we get that. Like, we get it. And then we we have her meet her mother who is a complete bitch, right? Like, that... Um oh what was it um oh you're walking along the beach at night that's not respectable that's not decent that's not decent right it's like uh not yeah and then being this age and not married uh not respectable like it's just uh marker can't win for losing right and all she wants to do is to like be loved and be cared for and Shelly Duval um I'm sure after her like was it like 400 weeks of under, you know, doing the shining, you could just be like, Hey, can you cry? She's like, Give me a second, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sob into my hands why I'm working through some shit, you know, like <laughs> just Kubrick, yo, Kubrick. I'm gonna guess that the director just said Kubrick, she start bawling her eyes out, right? Like, just whatever, right? Um, and he's like, I'm not even gonna whip you, and he's like, Just I got it, it's fine, you know, whatever. Um, so then. She ends up uh, going to the beach, the boardwalk, right, and we have every TV station ever covering the beach, and it's the most '80s beach ever. But then suddenly, Terry, whenever, whenever the 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 um, the UFO showed up, I almost like I almost turned off what I was watching and just walked outside, <laughs> and I was like, "Is this happening again? Like, I can't, I can't
1: deal with this." They're so like there is more evidence that like, shows that there is more intelligent life out there right now. Because I, I almost than what like, this presented not, not, to you.
0: N- Not to mirror the end of this episode, but I almost just walked in the lake area, never to be seen again. I'm like, is this what's going on? This UFO. Do you remember this UFO? Just is this? It's the shittiest looking UFO. Do you remember those little uh, plastic like hickey things that you could put on your skin and they'd pop? They just like you could flip them. You could turn them inside out and they just pop up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what this looked like. It looked like a hickey machine, right? Like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: It, well, even, like, so, like I was saying uh, a bit earlier, I I listened to the short story, so even the description doesn't really give you a true understanding of what this is supposed to look like. It just says, like, it's supposed to be, like, an unripened Concord grape. <laughs> This no, that's not what this looks like either. Like I don't no,
0: <laughs> it just looks like one of those little plastic doohickeys that you buy like a twenty you put a quarter into like a machine going to like a like a drugstore, right? And you turn you it inside it, out yeah, and yeah, it pops. Yeah, 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 it pops. Um yeah, and it's it's fun for a minute and then it gets dirty and never pops again, right? Like that's what it looks right. like. It's Um,
1: like, yeah. Like I just thought, like like, all I could think of, like when you say it gets dirty and you never, it never wants to do a thing again. is uh, a gap. Yeah. That gap was a thing when I was a kid or
0: the slap hands, right? Like what if a big slap hand came out from the universe and went up to Shelley Duvall, right? Like this this is what this is. And I looked at this. I was like, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like we're, we're only the second segment of the season. And after, after the shittiest UFO we just saw today at Beaumont, we're getting another one. I'm like, Oh shit. It's the same teleplay. That's what I'm like. Is this guy getting paid by like, like by big shitty UFO? Is there, there is there an influence here? Like it is, it is
1: absolutely terrible. Like, well, just, like, yeah. luckily we only got to see that for a moment too. Like yeah, I, it, I,
0: I described it. Like I, I sent you a, I sent you a photo on a group chat that we have. I was like, when were there's original attacks? That's what this looked like. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. That is good. I like that. Um, People
0: will find that photo.
1: Like I'm going to post it because it's, it's super dumb. It oh is God. super. I didn't dumb. know the context because I had not watched. The I know. I feel yet, bad.
0: So. <laughs> I feel bad that maybe I spoiled part of it, but like, come on, I can't spoil any of this. Right. But anyway, the thing targets oh. our, our character and she's like, Oh, you know, whatever. And then like, she's like, it spoke to me. It spoke to me. And so like the only interesting thing in this episode is that, her, we already understand that like she is a conflicted person, is not living her best life, and she is lonely. And that whatever was going on with this this UFO um gave her a message that, that she's like, it spoke to me. Everyone's like, well, what did it say? She's like, it's just for me. That is that is the most interesting part of this to me. Like, meaning like there's more context where it chose her or it singled her out, all things considered, right? and it delivered its message to her with the explicit instructions to not share it. I do. I do dig that. But somehow because she is like this lonely figure and she got singled out by this unknown device, everyone's like, well, what did it say? It's like suddenly she's the center of attention, but for all the wrong reasons. So as much as rightfully
1: so too, It's like, yeah, I mean, there, there is a thing that, we have no idea what the hell it is. And I mean, like, like let's understand time and place here too. This is the mid eighties where the red scare is still a thing. So there is a possibility. Maybe this has something to do with Russia. Who knows? Or,
0: or, or she had to wake up and go and go uh, kill the queen of England during a Dodgers game. You know, like it's just, yeah, yeah. you know it's a gun I, reference i
1: love it you know you don't know right like it's this you could, it could happen what, right like, what, yeah because i mean like all right so like even if you want to get into conspiracies which i know quite a bit of them um there is the possibility that there are messages being sent to people and it's like you don't know what that means like uh because like project paperclip Look that up. All right. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Have that, fun with the, that the, one.
0: That's a legitimate thing that happened, right? Like, the, yes. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're for sure. And like, and like, even like me growing up, like I read about like the Philadelphia Experiment. I read like it's like the, this was when like UFOs and conspiracy theories were more like like fun to believe in versus like corrupting. Like, mm-hmm. and but Operation Paperclip is not a conspiracy.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a real legitimate thing. Oh, it's like the CIA. Oh, you're was- like,
0: oh, you guys were Nazis and you killed people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if we use your science brains and we don't we look the other way you know like it's just yeah. like yeah anyway
1: so yeah yeah it you know. go you can go down that rabbit hole like crazy because it's like <laughs> I don't know there's a film, there's a film
0: called Oppenheimer and it just came out yeah well good luck anyway we'll figure that out but uh, but my point uh, but yeah how she got singled out but then but also when she like 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 the powers that be would let her go and she's like everybody told me that I'm physically okay. I'm not like irradiated. can I go? And then they're like, well, just what happened? She's like, I told you, it gave me a message and it's just for me. And it's like, but what did it say? She's like, like credit to Margaret. She's like, I don't owe you that or even my name. Like she's not committed a crime. Like as much as, again, as much as the segment frustrates me, that's a fair point of like, um, I'm here of my own volition. I'm out. Right. Yeah, and then and, I should, and yeah.
1: honestly it to in today's standards she'd probably still be like withheld mm-hmm. like she'd probably still be being questioned absolutely right now. Okay. but then
0: when she leaves we get the like we get the media like confronting her and like that's all upset but then her, but then we get her bitch mother like i or it was it um i think i wrote here my notes a saucer full of bitchiness is what i think i wrote um how it's like oh the neighbors they're looking at
1: me the wrong way it's like calm down you know, well, her like, mom had an open bottle of gin right next to her. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, you're your not friend. a problem at all. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. the one that's paying for your lazy ass to sit here on the chair. Yeah. Jim watching, Martin. Yeah. you know, uh, the, you know, all in a family, like or whatever.
0: <laughs> you know, she's probably watching like previous episodes of the twilight zone, but that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. Anyway, <laughs> it um, would never but, happen to my yeah, family. The fourth season doesn't exist anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the, the the mom kicks her out because she's embarrassed. She's like, I'm changing my my last name because we don't even know you. And it's like, all right, whatever. So then we get Margaret going to the hotel and she goes to check in. The guy's like, is this you? She's like, nah, it's not me. Fair enough. It's like, you're gonna go to a no-tell motel, you nobody needs to ask questions, right? Like, whatever. So then um, yeah, I wrote in my note a saucer of bitchiness, you know, and then I also wrote, no wonder she gave birth to Freddie, about Nan Martin, so, anyway, yeah, yeah, we know, we, what's the truth? Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, like, oh, you're about to end up with, like, was it, um, with a thousand bastards, or whatever it was, it was a hundred bastards, I forget what it was, anyway.
1: All the, the all, all, all the lunatics. That's, but what, but what cool. was it I like?
0: It was what was it? He was the son of what was a hundred bastards, or
1: I I, don't, I think yeah. we I think they phrase it as lunatics. But yeah, I, I could so, be wrong. Oh,
0: I'm so sorry. I'm 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 speaking ill bastards versus lunatics. All right. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just so, quoting. I'm trying to quote. I don't know. I can't I, remember yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's
0: just, been a minute you know, since just, I've watched. Just uh, that uh, Nan Martin is uh, available for people that. Wanted, again, I
1: thought it was. Yeah, I thought I thought it was what was it uh whatever it doesn't yeah. matter it's a no, freddie no. movie she, where they talk she, about she people. was there.
0: Down, she was down the clown with a number of people that had questionable issues let's put it that way anyway, so yeah so but like Margaret's that's not like, how
1: that movie plays out oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay some... For, forgive me i'm rewriting history all right so anyway so we move forward so like we get margaret who doesn't want to deal with people terry um i gotta ask you a question um What's the best way to avoid people? Is it, you know, stay in your hotel room or be go on the boardwalk and buy ice cream? Well,
1: I, I, I <laughs> but at the same point, like this poor troubled girl, like is like, she has, she has a right to like, just kind of be independent. Well, I agree. Even then, like, like even when she's trying to experience from the boardwalk, She's not talking to anybody. She's not engaging in any kind of way. All of a sudden this lady just comes over and like, just, I don't know, sideswipes her and like, Oh my God, look, you're the lady that knows how to talk to no, aliens. It's
0: a, Yeah. It's a lady that shows up with her husband and also her, but like, her they, child. Did you
1: say like, like the they stro- came the side? No, no.
0: And the, they targeted her, but it's like, Oh, you were spoke to this higher power. Um, our son who was infirmed, can talk to Jesus. Right. It's like, so it's like, well, what did he say? Because that, like you could heal our son. And then she's like, no, 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 leave me alone. That's want my ice cream, please. And thank you. You know, like it is, that is very upsetting. I'll, I'll say that in terms and of like, n- yeah. but
1: it's not far removed from people that have like a complete misunderstanding of like what's going on around them and like how they can treat it in a different way. Like I understand like what they're trying to try to write into this side character here. That's not even in the original story either. I I just want to put that out there. That's not even remotely into it. And like they're trying to embellish here. This story doesn't need any embellishment at all. (laughs) It kind of frustrated me to know that that's like this character and her husband and her kid, had nothing to do with the original story. Well that's and it says it just didn't really add any real substance to it, well, to, at uh, least from my perspective.
0: Th- that's fair. Um I again I'm not a big fan of this whole segment and like we're talking about it more than I was expecting to, but like I do I do appreciate that they added the whole thing of like, oh um miracles happen and you had a miracle so that means that your miracle can help us because my son is infirmed And even though, (laughs) hear me out. Even though he is, like, you know, um, incapacitated, right? He can't get out of his, like, the stroller, right? Because that's the implication, right? Is that he is um, crippled, right? Like, in some way or another. And then somehow, oh, you got this message from another being. Like, but, but, like, basically they feel like that's going to be the thing that can, like, unlock the healing for their son. Like, like, I... (laughs) People always were hoping for the best and they, they always think that like it, it, like meaning how do I phrase this? Um, Even like you get the vibe that like this parent, these parents, even though they've been brought like a diagnosis that shows that their kid may be not capable of being fully functional in the same way that they, they hope him to be. They're going to believe in faith And if they say that their son can talk to Jesus and that there's evidence that this person saw something that was extraordinary, well, that's evidence as well. So let's talk to this person to find out their message so that we can heal our son. Like that desperation, like you see it all the time, right? Because when you don't have any other option, then the fantastic is it, right? Um, I don't think it's handled well here, but how many times have you and I have seen? I just because social media is a thing where people believe that like, um, like you're dealt the hard hand, but somehow you think there's going to be that magical way out. So you're going to hound somebody that they they might have an a, a experience similar to what you think you had. Like it's,
1: I don't know. Yeah, that, I, know. I I could I could see I could see the like the desperate action, but there's absolutely no reason why they should know that she's there. Absolutely. No reason. That's fair. You're going to bring their child that is unable to get around easily. And like, she didn't put a Facebook post up that she was going to get ice cream. Like there's no reason that she, they should know that she's even in that area.
0: There's a lot of this. That's illogical. There's like,
1: again, like there is a sprinkle of like, uh, Like, I don't know, like embellishment here that Mm -hmm. absolutely shouldn't exist at all.
0: No, I agree with that. So like, I just, uh, this is one of those things that I feel like if you, you listen to the original story, but I, 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 in terms of like, um, where they're trying to meet this, this, like where they're at, like in like 86, you know like who knows right like there is there's something there and i think they're they, i think they're trying to do like the emotional heavy lift i don't i don't think it succeeds but I, I i can understand that but then so but we also get margaret being like even though she's known she's still like she's still isolated right and like even now that she has her own thing she is more isolated than she was before right so then um we um wasn't we go to the segment of her, in her hotel room, doing messages in a bottle, like whatever, like fine. I it just I, it's so jarring, it's not earned, but it's the one time we see her smiling when she's whipping these bottles out to the, the to the ocean. Um, it's the one time. It's like okay, and she's writing her message. We don't we don't get all of it, but we get some of it right. And she's just all she's doing is writing like death cab for kitty lyrics in here. I'm kidding, uh, but um, but yeah. Well, that's I mean,
1: like <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the like the emotion I gather from this too. Yeah. It's like she is a very a lonely soul yeah. and really has nobody to communicate with about like anything in general. Not even like just this scenario about like feeling desperate. Yeah, but it's like she just she doesn't have and, like even her closest. Person in her life, her mother, she can't even talk to. Her.
0: So so I'm sorry, Did I say death cat I meant stabbing Westward. She's writing stabbing
1: Westward lyrics <laughs> on this parchment. Well, close enough, like <laughs> <a> tomato tomato <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I've seen both. So yeah, that's yeah, not don't... too far removed from each other.
0: <laughs> it's like do you know? Do you know loneliness? Do you know sadness? Just wait until there's
1: guitars. You know, so yeah. yeah. Like, wait until you hear our third album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you get to see Jewel in the distance, like nodding. Like, you
1: know, like <laughs> in confirmation, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> excellent.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just questioning where she got all the bottles from. So like good on her. If she actually like drained them all, whatever. Anyway. So, oh, so th- yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was us. It was, uh, <laughs> it was us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then after that, um, what was it? Uh, she's still working at her, her job. And then like, um, what was it? Um, like, you know, the hot guy, McGee, is like, oh, we should, uh, we should date. We should hang out. And she's like, oh, yeah, that'd be really, really great. And then, so they go on a date. And then, um, this, this is the part, too, that, like, I think this is kind of the crystallization of the whole se- sequence. Because she's had fantasies of actually going out on a date with somebody that desires her. Um, and the bit before she gets picked up where she's wearing a dress, I don't know, if it's a small moment. Um, where she pulls the price tag off her clutch, that that is a big deal to me. Like again, i'm I'm not a fan of the execution of the segment. I think it's kind of really weird and lopsided. but showing that she spent the money to actually have a clutch that matches her outfit and she pulled the tag off. I just it's one of the it's one of those small moments that's more show don't tell that I wish the rest of this segment did for us.
1: This is one of the more earned moments of this because they do talk about it in the short story Mm -hmm. where she is like, even she says like, I bought this, this clutch purse for this special moment, knowing that it's like, this is not an experience I've ever had in my life. She's never been asked out. And Mm -hmm. she's like, even if it doesn't match my lipstick, I know it's close enough. Like, so it's just like, she's hyping herself up. And when she looks at herself in the mirror, she's holding it up to her, like closer to her face. She's trying to match the tone of it. I feel it's more earned for mm-hmm. that alone.
0: Yeah. It just, it's like, there is the, there's an emotional anchor for that. Right. So then when they go out to dinner and then like her date is like, Oh, you're like, I don't know. You've been like dealt a hard hand because like, well, one, one, I noticed you before, like, you know, the Werther's original attacked you. And she's like, yeah, yeah okay. okay. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, that must be frustrating. She's like, it is. And then he's like, all right, well, tell me what it said. And then for like the moment. He, she tried, got,
1: he, got, you know, he, he tries to play aloof to it too. Like, like looks down at his yes. dinner or whatever the hell. And it's like, bro, no, you didn't do well enough. You didn't no. do. You like, didn't, you didn't do even well hide enough. it. You didn't even hide Wait it. Wait yeah. till the second yeah. date.
0: Yeah. Wait till the second date. But it <laughs> was more like, I mean, I don't know. How long was it? We talked about, oh, it was a Tales from the Dark Side, the, the movie. How long it was it before, like, the artist admitted to his uh, his spouse? Like, oh, yeah, a demon saved my life. It was years, right? <laughs> it was years and years and years. They had two kids before he finally admitted, like, what happened, right? Like, yeah. Um, with this, it's like, oh, just tell me what's up. And she's like, you know what? I'm good. Credit to her. Like, the character is like, oh, shit. You're not here for me. You're here to hear what I think I heard. Like that is heartbreaking.
1: You can't just buy me a pork chop and expect the the goods here, all right? You know, you can't just like I I the fact that uh she has to deal with this kind of crap constantly and then like the one moment that a a decent-looking dude ask, asks her out and like that emotional break for her. She's like, "Here we go again." Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't catch a break. That is like the most disheartening thing about her character. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I, you almost, you almost want to shake her and be like, no, he's lying to you too. No, you but know? when she was
0: like, please don't ask me that again. She's mm-hmm. being honest. And then he was like, Ugh, you know, like that's garbage. Right. So then, so then at that point, um, she is so mad at herself that she doesn't like herself so much that she breaks a mirror, which, you know, like I, I'm not saying that's emotionally not honest because it's like she did nothing wrong, but we understand the nature of self-loathing, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's upsetting. And then, um, she ends up, uh, going out to the beach to walk into the water and, uh, to end herself. And then, um, uh, a homeless man, I'm kidding. Uh, just like this other gentleman that just shows up randomly and grabs her and she's angry He's like, "Oh no, 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 don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Do it!" And then he realized He tells her, "He's like, I've read your message in this bottle," and they talk about the message. And then her whole thing is, and tell me if I'm wrong. And maybe I'm not saying this correctly. That her gift to the world is that, like, no matter how lonely that you are, there's someone lonelier than you. Please take comfort in that, and basically saying, "I am the loneliest." Like I am, I am the person that is lonelier than everybody else. But please, just understand: like you are cared for, you're seen. I'm the one that's going to take it. Like you don't deserve it. it yeah, I, and I mean, yeah, that
1: pretty much encapsulates because I have the exact quote here. But like, but yeah, like that. It that 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 does encapsulate it. And basically, what we're made to understand is that's what she read. And then she was just randomly throwing this out there to other piece of people to, to find. Mm-hmm. And there is like, there is a poetry to that. Uh, it, it does seem very poetic. Um, but at the same point, it's like, I'm not really like, there are two minds here. Why did you feel like it was so important to you, but then how somehow it didn't do anything for you. Mm hmm. You know, it's like, I, I, but then the other part is like, yeah, I, I truly understand why she would be doing the exact same scenario because, or, so we're made to believe that, uh, you know, like it's a little confusing, but this beacon that was sent down is the message in a bottle. Well, no, Somebody she, sent this yeah, down.
0: Yeah, Meaning like when she's equating to what happened, cause the, the gentleman that saved her was like, oh, I think like. I know that you, that the saucer found you, and then um, it's like, yeah, I think that was like an intergalactic message to the bottle. Because there was the thing earlier where scientists found out that whatever this being that the this vehicle is is like it's, it's a like a husk out. now. Yeah, it's a husk, and she equates it to the same thing as a message to the bottle, meaning like it it, it went across galaxies and the stars to find somebody that can relate to, like. So, I, I, I do get the metaphor, right? I do appreciate yeah. that. Um, and the, to like to find out that there's something out there that is unknowable that was just trying to connect with its own loneliness and grief. And it found her. I do appreciate that. Um, and, but then she's like, that's not what what it told me. And then she's like, hey, Beardy McGee,
1: let me show you what happened. She's like,
0: Whoa. gold balls. Like, it's just such a weird...
1: Yeah, yeah that wasn't handled correctly <laughs> Yeah, at, at all. But, yeah, but... Cr- was credits like- of
0: the actors that they were still able to kind of do the hand motions for this gold ball shit. Like, it is like... Because we get it. It's supposed to be unknowable. And that, that somehow the grief that was... Or, sorry, loneliness that was transmitted to her that she identified with. That was a message just for her, for her and alone that she shared with this person. But also like, he's like, I know I'm not the best looking man, but you're gorgeous. It's like, why are you like, just calm down. You don't need to yeah. be spitting game right now. You saved her. Like, I get it. Like, you know, just calm down. Like, are you. but
1: there like, is a, there is a through line there in the original story too. Okay, And I know like, we're, we're talking about the series itself. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is some things that maybe were not communicated well in the adaptation here that if, if, if somebody wanted to um, read the original uh, short story or listen to, it, it basically was done almost like as a, a teleplay. Um, so the original story came out in February of t- uh, uh, 1953. And then uh, there was a radio adaptation of it in 1957. So uh, I, I found it on YouTube, and it was pretty easy to find. But I think it does a better, um, it, it does better by like trying to kind of adapt like what the original storyline was, and like mm. how it needs to be a little bit more poetic, and how it's like presented. Here in this moment, especially of what we're talking about this scene in particular, um, the gentleman is not supposed to be a, a good-looking guy, but the character is not supposed to be a good-looking guy either. So that's what they're trying to portray at this moment. Um, and in, e- even like how she, you know our main character Margaret is like trying to explain the unexplainable. It's very well articulated in the original. Story, So I don't, that, that one there is like kind of confusing to me because she, she actually does say like, no, that, that's exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. And like, how did you know that? So like this whole weird gold orb thing is ridiculous.
0: Well, no, like I don't, I, I don't mind the abstract of it. Right. Cause it's like, there's a certain amount of like, like it, it, it shows a physical representation of like, maybe there's, there's a type of like, complete loneliness in the universe is unknowable, right? Like I, I, like I'm okay with that. It's just, um, my frustration with the segment is like, it just, it, it keeps making the bad, like, Oh, this is how we're going to do this. Every time you get the, the opportunity to like tell the story better or differently, uh, than what they chose, they chose poorly. And yeah. it's very, it's a very challenging segment. Um, like it's just,
1: and I I can I consider it more challenging when you know the original storyline too. Well,
0: okay, well, good. Thank you for speaking to that. It's just like I I don't know. Like it's just like there there are bones here. There is an interesting thought here. That's why, like you know, what was it to see the Invisible Man and in this? I think are of a piece. Um, I think they're both flawed, um, but there is something here amongst the both of them that just like, I just, I want a second pass. That's all. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I I agree with that as well. And I think that perhaps there was like somebody who really like paid a little bit more closer attention to the original storyline. I think this especially would have worked really well in the original series. You know, like there's if there's do, something if, if here. Done right,
0: I mean, if if handled right, absolutely. Because, yeah, like, well, you
1: know. well, in the way it was presented, Now I'll leave that to our audience. If you if you do want to look this up, I I think it does better as a um a short story slash uh radio uh mm-hmm. like radio. What do you call? it? what do we call those radio play?
0: It's a radio play.
1: Yeah. 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 Teleplay. I'd even argue
0: like go back to the, was the season one, episode seven. I think, I think it's what it was. The lonely, right. Where we had Mm -hmm. our guy like, um, like stationed on a, like a, um, a, a, was it a random asteroid? And then they brought him a, um, a cyborg or a robot, a robot. That's what A a robot, a robot. Yeah. Where it was a companion and I'm not saying it's the it, it's not the same thing here, but they um, they dealt with the idea of being isolated and lonely for years and years and years um, in a much more uh, textured way. I'm not saying this is a bad segment. It just um, it it well <laughs> it pissed me off in a lot of ways because of like oh this is where we're at like okay good okay great Every, just I don't know. Like, I, there's this weird, like, uh, half-assness of this this 80s iteration that you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, it's uh, perfectly okay. I don't know. This was an hour-long episode that we saw with this and the Once a Future King. Um, I don't know. I might be walking away from this uh, hour of television being mad about everything.
1: Yeah. Hopefully it gets better, but right. well, at, I, at, I promise you there,
0: there will be other segments that are better, but <laughs> not a great way, right? This is these two segments, uh, encapsulate the first of 15 full episodes of the season. So mm. think about that for a moment.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I, I will say though, like it's already dark. Like it's, I mean, these two segments alone are like super dark. So, I mean, they're not really pulling any punches here. I mean, we get Margaret trying to commit suicide in this. We get Elvis getting murdered by <laughs> you know, like somebody traveling into the past. It's like yeah. so it's just I, I, Fair I, enough. At the very You're right. least, You're right. You're it's, right. it's gonna be dark.
0: You're right. The, 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 those are valid points. It's just um I, just, I don't want
1: to say that's the bright side. But no,
0: no, 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 that's no, 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 you're speaking discuss. to you, No, you're speaking to the more positive iteration of this. I was just, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know what I was expecting because like we understood that like this was a wobbly um, revival at best, but I was like, come on, there has to be something else going on. I, I've not been a fan of either of these two segments, but with that being said, there's bones in the first one. There's mo- more bones in this one. Um, but yeah, this one was um, very frustrating. So um, I, I don't know if I have any other notes because there's no trivia for this episode.
1: Yeah, there's nothing really all too surprising. I would say that if there's anything that you can build off of what we've said tonight about this, um, it, it, it would be listen to the original, uh, like radio play yeah. or read the original uh, novella. Like, I think it's, it's very, it will build a lot more substance Fair to the storyline. Yeah. And you know, we, I, I, I found some, I, I found some fun facts about everything okay. that I invested into.
0: All right. So I have, I have no other um, actual like behind the scenes. So this is also one of the few episodes that doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that was weird. Like
0: it was like a dead link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even the Wikipedia is like, nah, we're good. So, all right, um, all right. Let's just uh, let's just rate that twist. <laughs> twist rating is one through five. One mean we saw from a mile away. Five meaning mind blowing uh, in terms of a saucer of loneliness. Um, oh man, I'm gonna give it a three because I did not. I, I, I honestly did I expect. A Werther's original spaceship to show up in this. I will give it a three because when I when I when I heard the title of Saucer of Loneliness, it made me think of last season where it was like, oh, somebody's going to go back in time and realize that their parents were shitty and maybe they do better, right? Like, like I wasn't expecting a sci-fi bent to this. I wasn't expecting the worst, the second worst UFO CGI I have seen in the series.
1: Yeah, I, I expected certain characters to get explored a little bit more, um, especially because of their input. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give it a three as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it, it could have unfolded in a lot of different ways. And even the way it did, I was like, I really wasn't expecting like the outcome and like this whole possibility that it was like poetic. So three no,
0: for me. Yeah, though yeah. no, there there is so for everybody that's been like following us and watching the episodes, I understand that it's like it's been some rough road. Like that's what I was talking about, like prior to the episode we started recording. Jesus Christ, like this is a rough start to season two. However, with that being said, um there is some emotional truth to hang on here. There's something to appreciate about this. Um, it is not, it's not the best executed. So it was a very challenging watch multiple times. However, with that being said, um, there, there's something here. So I hope you watch it. I hope you like watch it once, listen to our conversation. Um, yeah, I think that's where we're at with that. So uh, before we talk about what we're doing next, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at Strange Highways. Uh, you can email us directly at Strange Highways Podcast at uh like uh, gmail.com. Wherever you find your uh, podcast rate and review us, it'd be greatly appreciated. And Terry, where can people find us otherwise?
1: Uh we're still trying to keep up on certain things on Instagram. It's it's still kind of new to us and we're trying to <laughs> kind of navigate. It's still new. Uh, Terry, how many years? Well, I I mean like to like the extent of like how we can like <laughs> make it a tool for a, a a media like this. That's right. I mean, you can't listen to us on Instagram. So, like we're tr- still trying to engage with um with people and our fans and hopefully you will be our fans at some point. But uh yeah, if you can give us those ratings, my god, please give us some ratings, bad, good, whatever. Yeah. Um there there it's just something that hopefully will still kind of get people involved in conversation about our podcast because We are not making money off of this. If anything, we're spending money on it, and we're we don't mind because it is a labor of love, and we are having a lot of fun with it. Yes, still to this day, to this day, my friend, we got through all those those uh, miles of bad road, and we're still having fun. (laughs) But yeah, my brother here is uh, he's uh, done a lot to make sure that you guys have a quality product, and hopefully, you guys are enjoying this still.
0: Yes. All right. So that's going to do it for our discussion about, um, uh, saucer, of uh, loneliness. I always want to say a uh, saucer full of loneliness. So that's not the actual title. So let's talk about what we're doing next. And now Mr. Serling. All right. So next episode is going to be season two, episode two. We're, we're already done with the first episode, right? Like that's one 15th of the season, Terry. Think about that. All right. So, um, season two, episode two, segment a, what are friends for? I think we're getting into.
1: Um, oh, oh um, no, we got some familiar names here. Oh, this should be interesting. Yeah.
0: We're getting into uh, uh, what's his name from the Wonder Years? Uh, um, Fred Savage, Fred Savage, yeah, not and problematic. Tom Skerritt. Yeah, well, uh, Tom Skerritt. But he's is, not from
1: the same show, but no, yeah, Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt
0: is a, a wonderful person. Fred Savage is a little problematic now, who'd have thought, anyway? So, yeah, we're getting into uh, that segment called What Are Friends Are For. Um, you know, that like, it's, it, it, you know, it's the same song. Like, you know, the song, what are friends for?
1: Yeah. Right? I think it kind of goes like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Right. Um, you know, like, I, uh, you know, here we go. Let's say uh, episode yeah, no,
0: two. There you go. Episode two, segment a, what are friends are for? So yeah. So that's going to do it for us. We everybody have a good week, uh, have a safe week. And in the meantime, um, I don't know. Like, don't bother people if, I don't know, a weird Werther's Original like, gives them a message. If you see a shitty UFO and they talk to somebody, leave them be. They probably have a, a lot of other problems. Let's let it go.
1: Uh, run faster from whatever the hell that is, too, honestly. Speculation continues to mount regarding the mysterious spacecraft, or saucer, as it's being popularly called.